stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. We're coming to you from sunny Arizona. And when I say sunny, I really mean sunny. I'm not going to give you a temperature today because I'm refusing to accept how hot it is at this point. I'm thinking cool. I'm thinking November and hoping that the, the temperature will respond. For those of you who are new to the show, you probably recognized Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guy. We chose that for our theme song because when you're doing a lot of self-improvement work, sometimes you discover that it's all right to say no. And people who've always expected you to say yes sometimes think you're not so nice anymore. So we thought we'd just play that song to say, hey, it's okay to say no, and it's okay to set your own boundaries and parameters and all of those things you do when you start taking your power back. I don't have to tell you that we're in financially troubled times. Everybody knows that, and many know it quite firsthand. Some have come to the brink of homelessness, and some have fallen over the brink. Uh, more people than we care to count have lost everything including their homes, and they're struggling to start over. And now with the terrible floods we've had in the East Coast, we're going to see even more people who are homeless, people who've lost their homes and can't afford to replace it. Uh, probably the homeless rate in this country is going to be higher than ever in our history. Um, I, I don't want to dwell on that, but um, it's hard times. Uh, many of us just didn't see the financial crunch coming and we weren't prepared for it. We didn't know how to deal with it. Some people are just not catching on that they're in big trouble. As usual, when we're in times like this, some people pick themselves up and dust themselves off, as that song says, and start all over again. They learn from their situation and they move on. Others, however, may have more of an inner struggle and have a hard time dealing with it. It's easy to fall into the habit of playing the blame game and blame everybody else for our problems, the circumstances for our problems. You know what I mean. 
An honest statement is, I didn't plan ahead and I didn't put money aside for an emergency. But it's easier to say things like, the government's out of control. It's the government's fault that I lost my home. In some cases, that might be true if your company went out of business and you lost your job and all of those unfortunate things. Um, you've heard people say things like, so-and-so sucks up to the boss so I don't have a chance for a promotion and so I don't make enough money. I would have been on time, but, you know, fill in the blank there, traffic was heavy or I got lost or something instead of I just didn't start in time. I would have gotten the project finished, but so-and-so didn't do her part. We've all heard that. I would be happy if only. I would be successful if only. And we're going to talk about these kind of things today. Our guest today is Betsy Thompson. She states that she almost became homeless in a, a time of tough times, but before it was too late, she recognized the source of her problem and began to change. So instead of blaming everybody else for her problems, she took responsibility for it, learned from the experience, and she's written about the, her experiences for our benefit, and I think you'll love what she has to say. Betsy Thompson is a writer with a passion for communicating spiritual concepts. We haven't done a lot of spiritual programs uh, on this show. I'd like to do more. A Philadelphia native with a BFA uh, from the University of Pennsylvania, Betsy worked as an account executive for several Philadelphia radio stations and as a commercial print model. She appeared in television commercials in Philadelphia and New York. And then she moved to California. And then she really struggled for a while and nearly became homeless. After she recognized her tendency to blame everyone else for her problems and decided to become accountable instead, she began to recover. Isn't it wonderful how the way that happens? It was a process of learning that each person she had dealt with had been an opportunity to know herself better and to gain inner wisdom. After her turnaround, she worked for the next 18 years as an executive assistant to an entertainment executive in the film industry. She retired in 2005, and her picture looks like she's about 21, so she retired very young. She's dedicated to awakening people to the ideas that changed her life. In her new book, Walking Through Illusion, she challenges us to become accountable for our own lives. She'll share with us how she turned her situation around and what it means to walk through an illusion. Betsy, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you, Irene. I'm delighted to be here. And let me just tell you, when I had that picture taken, I was in California with all the benefits of makeup people, hair people... <laughs> Costume people. <laughs> when I walk around my house, I surely don't look like that. <laughs> well, most most of us don't, but it's a lovely picture. <laughs> Thank you. And I did. I meant to mention that you're back in Philadelphia now, and has gone through the flooding with the hurricanes. Yeah. How is it there now? Is it well? It's still, it's still raining, and we're having a lot of flooding around us, and. Uh, it's, and more uh, hurricanes are coming. Yeah, and more rains are coming. It's, uh, I, I believe it's the earth rebirthing, and um, we're going through the labor pains, and um, I think it reflects the mass consciousness of uh, the rebirthing that's happening in the mass consciousness. And yeah. it's, it's all part of uh, uh, what the way it's supposed to be. And, um, 
And I think that it's uh, probably a great blessing that the Earth is renewing itself because it has to renew itself in order to stay viable for future generations and goes through its phases just like we go through our phases. And uh, we need to we need to look at it uh, without resistance and with acceptance, loving acceptance, and know that it's uh, the Earth is doing what it needs to do to stay healthy. Just like we do, you know, and, and just like Alice Cooper sings, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Sometimes we're not so nice in this process. And right now, Mother Earth is not being so nice to some of us. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those places we have to deal with it. Yeah. Betsy, tell us more about yourself. You have a great bio. Tell us about yourself. Who's Betsy Thompson, really? Well, I'll tell you, you, you just uh, uh, laid out my life in your intro because my whole life... <laughs> My whole life has been about uh, getting to the point where I could take responsibility for it because I spent the first half of my life blaming everyone, my mother, my ex-husband, anyone I could find for all my problems. And um, it certainly didn't, uh, didn't end up in a very good place, almost homeless. And um, it, it came to the point where I started taking responsibility for everything and, and asking myself or saying to myself, well, um, if I'm if I am indeed responsible for this mess that I've gotten myself into, then I can jolly well get myself out of this mess. And it was, so, it was such a powerful place to come from because it was like I was establishing the seat of power that, that I was the one who created it, so therefore I was the one who could get out of it. And when I was blaming everyone else, you know, when you're always blaming other people, you're constantly at the effect of others instead of affecting others. You're, you're constantly uh, feeling that you're... You're not enough. You're, you're insecure. You can't help yourself. You're helpless, and you're you're, you're oh, victimized. Oh, poor me! Yeah, all those uh, <laughs> oh, poor me. You know, pity parties over and over again. And uh, when you start taking responsibility, of course, you attract people back to you who are doing the same thing. And so you start attracting people back to you who are also taking responsibility, and your whole life changes. And, and Was there a specific incident that made you realize you were blaming everybody instead of taking responsibility for yourself? Well, um, I, I was doing, I was out in California and I was in this one room apartment that was roach infected and very small, not in a great part of town. And uh, I was, uh, someone invited me to go hear Marianne Williamson speak about the Course of Miracles. And for me, the Course was all about taking responsibility. And so when I, I sat down one night, and I had this gift that I knew that I had when I was five years old of being able to talk with spirit, but my sister had reacted so violently to the fact that I was doing it when I shared, the, shared that I was doing it with her that I had uh, put it aside and not, not claimed this gift again. And I, when I started taking responsibility, I thought, well, you know, my life can't get any worse than it is now, so what will happen if I acknowledge this gift? And I sort of said a prayer and, um, that I wanted to use the gift, that I wanted to share it with others, but gee whiz, you know, I needed a job to support me while I did yes. it. Yes. And three weeks later, I had the job that I had for the next 18 years that supported me when I wrote all the books. And it was almost as if the universe responded to me by saying, okay, Betsy, if you're ready, we're ready, and here we go. Yeah, hang on, because it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. So, so did the people at your work know that you were able to talk with spirits, that you were able to channel through um, information? Well, my boss knew, uh, and he didn't. Uh, he didn't agree with with any with you know with what I was doing. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't judge me on it, but he didn't agree with the ideas I was finding. However, I learned a very important lesson. He was a wonderful man, lived with complete integrity, and it was a great lesson for me to realize that it doesn't really matter what you believe in life. It it, it matters how you act out your life. Because 
he was a person who acted out all the ideas that I was was, was hearing, but he didn't he didn't speak them like I spoke them. But he lived the ideas, and so it taught me this really important thing that you know, which is what the book talks about: the idea that we don't take our beliefs when we leave here; we take the love we found from having them. And he was living a very loving life and being and, and doing unto others as he wanted to be done to. And so what if he didn't believe what I believed? He was living like I was, you know, like I was trying right. to live, you know? So it was, a great, it was a great lesson for me. It's an interesting thing that us humans do uh, when we think everybody should be just like we are and think like we do. Um, it's, 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 you almost have to escape to get out of that once you're in that rut. Yeah. I, I, escape the habit, not escape. Yeah, and, and it is a habit. It is a habit that we get into of, of thinking we know what other people should be living, uh, which is, you know, really absurd since we have no idea what they're here to do and why they came. And um, we only know, we only we can only know about our own life. And and uh, so that's, you know, that's... And also, it, it's a great example of how it doesn't matter what you speak, it matters what you do. I mean, this man didn't agree with my ideas and he wasn't sure he believed Jesus existed and he, he wasn't sure that he was... He didn't think he was... Spiritual. He didn't think he had a, he had any gifts to speak of, and yet he he was a man who employed thousands and thousands of people who get, and gave them a job and and kept the company going beautifully and and all these things. He just didn't realize his gift. You know, he just didn't have any knowledge that that was a great gift. And isn't it interesting that people who have many gifts don't have to go around telling everybody about it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very I'm, obvious. Yes, it's very obvious. I love that. Tell us a little bit about some of the books you've written. Uh, you, you said you told me before we started that you're starting on your seventh book, and so Walking Through Illusion must have been the sixth. You have five before that. Yeah. Tell us I, a little I, bit about what those are about. Well, I self-published four books, and the first book that I self-published was called Love Parent, and I'm in the process of getting those four self-published books up on e-books. And um, so the only one I've gotten up so far is Love Parent. And so you can um, go to uh, Amazon or Smashwords or to my website and order the book through PayPal through me. And it's about how to be the parent you hope to be. And I wrote it because I was uh, with a friend who was going through parenting issues, and I had just acknowledged the fact that I was going to use this gift. And um, she said, why don't you write a book about parenting? And I had had some parenting issues too, Irene, because I had German measles when I was pregnant with my first child, and he was born with a lot of uh, physical problems, and so um, there were impacts of that on the family, and I had questions, and so uh, that's the first book, and it's a very beautiful book that sort of comes from the idea of uh, spirit uh, choosing to come, and why it chooses to come, and who it chooses to come through, and why we come on this journey, and um, how this child is the love of God when it first arrives here, and um, how how to support that child and its goals and all those kinds of ideas, and um, so then I wrote three more books and then I got uh, very curious about uh, Jesus. I had been raised Episcopalian, but I had left the church long ago, feeling rather disillusioned, and uh, but I was still curious about the man Jesus, and so I just started asking questions, and um, the, I had no idea those questions would be a book, but they turned into three books. The first book was the Mirror Theory, which is about Jesus and his family. The second book is Walking Through Illusion that we're talking about today and the, the, the people around him uh, and how they influenced each other. And then the next book that I'm working on now is about the years that he was traveling and 
who he met and how they influenced him and why he decided to go into seclusion, what happened to him when he was there, and all those kinds of questions. Fascinating. I want, to, I want you to hold that thought. I want to talk more about that, but it's time for us to take a little break. Okay. Uh, we're going to be talking more with Betsy Thompson when we come back, so stay tuned. have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take world talk radio on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market tune in to green with envy every week for the most up-to-date information about living a green fulfilling life with a mix of serious inquiry and engaging humor, host Peter Terween and his guest experts uncover topical issues and refreshing stories that'll keep you informed and inspired. We'll want to hear from you during the live program as well. Green with Envy is broadcast live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on World Talk Radio Variety. Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Betsy Thompson, and we're talking about her book, Walking Through Illusion. Uh, it's a fascinating book, um, and I, w- I want her to tell us from her point of view uh, about it, because she's, after all, the one who really knows. Betsy, tell us a little bit about what Walking Through Illusion is about. Okay. Well, it's a series of interconnected stories about biblical people who either knew Jesus or know of him and were influenced by him in one way or another. But it's not a book about Christianity. It's about people who lived long before Christianity began, because, you know, if you'd asked Jesus what Christianity was, he wouldn't have known what you were talking about. Wouldn't have a clue, would he? Wouldn't have a clue. Uh, so, um, and it's more of a, a, um, an emotional accounting uh, than a historical accounting, suggesting how the individuals might have felt about Jesus and how they might have reacted to his choices, how they might have grown from doing so, how he reacted to their choices, how they grew together. And, and so it's kind of a, it, the idea behind the book is to sort of show how it doesn't matter in what period of history you happen to be living, whether you're living now or 2,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or 10,000 years in the future, the journey we are on is an emotional journey, that we are here to grow um, uh, our hearts to become bigger, to, 
to uh, overcome our challenges through, through love because I always say, what is a problem except the opportunity to love where you didn't think love was possible? And so it's about, uh, that's really what the book is about, is uh, realizing that once you have uh, seen, taken your problem and put a little bit of a different attitude in terms of uh, that problem that you have, the problem usually disappears. And so that's what the book yeah. is basically around. What, what uh, prompted you to do this work? Because this is an unusual piece of work. Had you thought about it? Did you get some guidance to do it? How did you come to choose this format? I started asking questions, and the format just developed. I, I didn't have a, a preconceived vision of how it should be. I just uh, followed whatever I felt uh, I was being guided to do. Uh, and I don't think it's any different from if someone gets guided to create a piece of music or someone gets guided to create a certain kind of painting. Uh, they may not know exactly how it happens, but they're just listening to something within themselves. Exactly. Urging them to do something, and that's what I did. I just listened to this urging within me that um, said to do it this way or do it that way, and so that's how it happened. And um, I, was, I was just really coming from a place of curiosity uh, uh, that I was interested in knowing the answers to certain questions, and then the questions, of course, they build on themselves like everything does that you do. Everything builds on itself as you give it a lot of attention, and so that's, that's how it began. And um, that's, that's how it's expanded, you know, just from the one idea to uh, one idea about Love Parent to another book, another book. You know, I'd get the idea, and I'd say, oh, I'd love to explore that further, and then I went into it. And I, as I understand, this book, like um, the Conversations with God books, was channeled, that you were really communicating with the Spirit of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And I think this is a gift that we all have, that some just have developed it more than others. Uh, I mean, we're all basically energy. Uh, and exactly. We all, have, uh, we all are one. And in one, at one, you know, you can't really separate energy. It can't be created or destroyed. Um, and so we are all this one energy. And, uh, and I believe that when children get here, they can read your auras because they, re- they, they could read your auras before they got here when they were in spirit. And that we, could, that we do, you know, who hasn't picked up the phone and known who was on the other end? Uh, happens all the time. Happens all the time. And that's, that's, that's as psychic as it, as it gets. And so it's, um, we all have this ability. Some of, some of us are just developing it more deeply or have come here to express it more deeply. Uh, but and sometimes a, we don't want to hear it. We, we don't pay attention. Right. It, it's a, yes, it is, a matter of, it is a matter of focus, of taking a focus and, and uh, allowing it to expand. It's an interesting format that you have Jesus telling you about different, uh, the different people who were in his life. Um, at first, and I said this in the review, I thought it was a little gimmicky. And then I, I got to the questions at the end of the chapter, and I sat with those for a while. I thought, I think I need to read the chapter again. <laughs> so I read the first chapter over, and all the gimmicky part went away because it felt so true. It felt so real. And as you go through the book, the different people that you discuss all reflect the same struggles we're having. Yeah. And, and I don't think there's a time in history when there aren't people going through the same struggles. 
because really we are emotionally evolving human beings and the challenges are the same uh, regardless of when you live. I mean, we have all the same challenges of, of remembering that, that you know, uh, we don't need approval, we only need to approve of ourselves, that life isn't meant to be fair, it's meant to be informative. Um, we all want to be accepted, but we have to realize that you know, accepting ourselves is more important. And why wouldn't the people then be going through these same challenges and why wouldn't they be going through it 10,000 years ago? Um, because, you know, we are all basically uh, evolving and growing just like they were. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Tell us what you mean by the title, Walking Through Illusion. Why that title? Well, um, as far as I understand it, everything that we see here, taste, smell, and touch, is the illusion. Because, um, and, and what is real is how we feel about what we see here, taste, smell, and touch. Because for something to be real, it has to be real whether we are in form or we are out of form. And the only thing that's real both places is emotion. And something can't be real if it could be here today and gone tomorrow. It is part of the illusion. It is um, transitory, temporary. And so we come into the illusion in our bodies, which are temporary, to remember what is real, which is the love in our hearts. And I think all the challenges that we face when we come here are all about remembering that idea that we are we are the beautiful love of God within us that we have this essence of this essence of God within us which is what keeps our heart pumping and which keeps us here until the soul decides that it's time for us to leave and uh, we are here to uh, remember this essence within ourselves and to create a life from it because when you come from this place uh, of taking responsibility and and realizing that you are this love of God within you. Then you start to ask, well, what am I doing <laughs> with the love of God that is in me? You know, am I am exactly. I using that? am I using it or am I ignoring it? And uh, when you realize that that you, that you who you really are, it really does wake you up to what you're what are you doing while you're here uh, to make this a better place. I mean, it's no different than when you go into a job and and um, are you, are you you know using that job in a good way? Are you hoping that when you leave the job that you will have left something important behind you? Uh, you always want to can make a contrib- contribution in your job. So why wouldn't you have wanted to do that when you came here into this this game called humanist to to leave something behind that was meaningful? Well, yeah, it's too bad we don't come in though, understanding that that's what we're here for. You know, some of us struggle around for a long, long time before we catch on. Yeah, that well, that's I, what I certainly about. did. But yeah. you know, I think that I, I think that I had to live that in order to appreciate uh, what happened when I did become accountable. Because sometimes you have to live the opposite of what you, uh, 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 the opposite, in order to appreciate what happens when you have that breakthrough. Exactly, and we all have that in that area that we need to learn the most. Right. You know, it's it's um, really a fascinating study when you you look at your life. You know back when when you look where you started and how you changed over a period of time i you know i'm not going to give my age but um i've had a number of changes in my life and it's interesting that just as you say when you learn the lesson then you move on to something different right you know you 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 go into a a new phase yeah and then you get to learn all over again (laughs) well the soul's always giving you you know bringing up what whatever it is you need to grow through i mean i i i knew that um first half of my life was really all about uh this uh 
betrayal. I was going through betrayal over and over again. So I'm sure that in a past experience, in my in my my energy's evolution, I, I was someone who was betraying people. And once I got the idea that, yes, this was teaching me something really important that I needed to know about myself, once I got that, all the betrayal ended. And I That's was on, an interesting concept. You're, you're talking was, about past life experiences? Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, it's just as if that you, you, know, you have the challenge with you until you realize what the challenge is all about, uh, and then you move on to the next challenge. Because the soul is the epitome of love, and the soul wants us to evolve and to... Uh, have what you know the the gift that we wanted to to go the gift of growth that we wanted from coming here. So it's always going to be uh, once once the lesson is learned, then the soul has mo- moves us on to where else we are, need more understanding. And it's a constant process. It, it's a process. Yeah. Time after time. Let me ask you this: Do you have a favorite? person in this book because I know some of them really spoke to me and I just you know I really love them um, I, and I, I don't I can't you didn't have time to sit with it and figure out why they spoke to me so but I know they were tweaking something in me who who in this book do you, do you resonate with the most I'm sure everybody will have one well, the, the, as a writer, it was kind of a different experience for me because as I was writing each chapter, that chapter was answering all the questions I had. And so ah. I always thought that that chapter was the best one I'd ever written. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm still going through that because I'm, now I'm writing, you know, this book I'm writing, it's the one that's answering all my questions. And so it's the one I always think is the best I've ever written. So it's hard for me to... Um, uh, to say that, but there were there were chapters that spoke to me in terms of my emotional connection with that to that person. I had a very strong emotional connection to Lazarus. Uh, I feel like I do. Lazarus, I think, was my favorite. Yeah, I, I cried almost the whole time I was writing that chapter, and um, it just the tears were just streaming down my face. And I think it's because of some sort of incredible gratitude that I was again in the presence of this energy. Because I'm sure I must have a connection with. Lazarus in the past that that my emotional reaction was so strong. So maybe we, maybe the three of us were together in a lifetime, Irene. Maybe, maybe you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I've had some interesting ones. Um, It's interesting how you come to understand that you have been here before. Uh, A lot of people, probably listening to this show, may not believe in past lives and reincarnation and that's okay uh you'll you'll you know you'll maybe come to see that it's a possibility and maybe you won't it's it's all right and it doesn't really matter because this is the lifetime that you're enjoying and this is the lifetime that's important because this is what you have right now i mean it's uh i know if you've heard the idea that the moment is everything uh, everything that you need is in the moment of now. It's right now. It's yeah. the only time we can live anyway. Yeah. Although we come forward with some things that we still may need to resolve. And you don't necessarily have to acknowledge that you've had another lifetime to resolve that issue. Right. Uh, I, I got into it because I did hypnotherapy when I was first starting. I asked a woman to go back to when the problem first started. We ended up in ancient Greece. Totally surprised me. You know, fortunately, I knew what to do, but I, I was quite taken aback by it and thought I better, you know, take another look at this thing. 
And we're right up against another break. Okay. Uh, so, Betsy, we're going to take a short break. Right. Stay tuned. This is the Self-Improvement Show. We'll be right back with more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the Mind, Brain, and Body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're talking today to Betsy Thompson, who's written a number of books. Today we're talking about Walking Through Illusion, and it's a, a lovely book. And if you're on a spiritual path, you will truly love this book because it will speak to you. Betsy, tell me about some of the special features you have in your book. You know, I ended the last chapter and and, and happened into the little worksheet and loved it. Tell us about that and why you did that. Well, I felt that when I finished the book that it needed something else and I wasn't sure what it was and then this is the idea that came to me as, as guided to do this. It's like a little mini worksheet and the idea behind it is to bring the ideas from the chapter into the reader's life in a meaningful way so that they can apply the ideas that are in the chapter to their own personal experience and their personal whatever they're going through right now. And uh, I, another explanation I've heard about it is that, you know, when we, I'm sure we've all heard stories of when people pass over and um, come back, they say that they did a review of their life. Uh, that was the first thing that happened to them when they left. They did a review of their life. And so this is like just a little opportunity to do that review before you move on and to, to ask yourself, uh, where are you in your life with these different ideas, with the truth you're expressing, with your curiosity, with fairness, with approval? You know, where are you? And it's just something you do just with yourself. It's very private and uh, just your opportunity to, to um, give yourself this little uh, 
uh, self-examination and in a very loving way. And so that's, I've had a lot of feedback from other people of Irene that they really love this, so it must be out there helping people, which I'm very grateful for. Well, it brings it all home and makes it real and makes it yours. No, the 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 first question is. I love the first question. I mean, you totally got my attention. How many useless goals can you think up? <laughs> you know, yeah, how many have I thought up? I mean, I stayed with that one for a while and had to even look at the ones I have now. And, and then you have questions to ponder. So, what are the difference between your questions, which certainly get pondered, and your questions to ponder? Well, it was it was the idea that um, I was giving myself. Uh, the, 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 the review, um, the mini-review was kind of for the reader, and then the questions to ponder were really for me and, and my personal, and I consider that my personal page, uh, in that I was asking myself, you know, which of these am I doing? And um, so they were the questions I had to ask myself and ponder. And then the personal insights below that, it was kind of my effort to connect with the reader because I, I just wanted the reader to know that Yes, I've been through the same struggle that was in this chapter, and yes, I'm, I'm human like everybody else and going through these challenges, and I've had a lot of them. And um, so I wanted to really be honest with that and, and come from my heart and my gut so that people would say and see that we're all in this together, that we're all here together because we wanted to be here together. And I just wanted to bring up one quick idea about what we were talking about before the break and that um, I think of... Um, you know, when we go on a vacation, we plan where we're going to go. We plan how long we're going to be there. We plan what we're going to take with us. We plan the activities we're going to do there. We take anything we need with us to do the activities once we're there. And then we decide when to come home. And I think that this is really exactly what spirit is doing before it comes into human form. It's asking itself all those questions. You know, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Who do I want to see when I'm there? And so... Um, this is, uh, I feel like I'm meeting again all the people I wanted to see when I got here. Uh-huh. Um, meeting all these wonderful people, you know, like you. And, and, uh, and it's such a kick to me, you know, because I'm sure that it was all planned ahead of time. And uh, now it's all this wonderful reuni- reuniting of, uh, you know, reuni- reunion with old friends. It's really, it's really touching almost all the time. It's, it's- Lovely thought. It makes me think of Carolyn Mace's uh, contracts her work on contracts that we make before we come in. Yeah. It's um, that we plan it. Yeah. I just wish we knew what we'd planned. (laughs) I planned a wonderful time. (laughs) I wish I knew what it was. You planned exactly what you've lived. That's what you planned. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I wonder why. I have this vision I have of, you know, before we get here, uh, maybe you and I and a bunch of other people are planning this journey and uh, I'm saying, well, here's a challenge I need, and and then and then somebody jumps in and says, oh, well, I'll give you that challenge because I need to learn something else, and and then I say, well, I want to eventually get on online radio, and then Irene jumps in and says, oh, good, I want to be a host, so definitely we'll meet when we get there, <laughs> and then when we get and when we leave this journey, we're all going to be saying, well, did you know, did we did we fulfill it? Did we meet you? Did I give the challenge you you needed? And so in that respect, I think the people who give us the biggest challenges are probably the biggest gifts we have because they're the ones who volunteered. Uh, uh, to be the challenge for us, and and who else would give us a challenge except that somebody who cared that we, we we that we evolved and found the ideas we wanted, and and I've been exactly. able to take, take that idea and to look at a lot of people who challenged me and to find 
uh, and to be able to be grateful instead of resentful like I was. Yeah, I was going to say often we resent them the most and yet they've done us the greatest favors and prodded us to do our finest work and our finest growth. Yeah. And yet we get really upset with them because they did exactly what they'd agreed to do for yes, us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also have these nice little sayings, like at the end of the first chapter, in all the little things you relish are all the big things that matter. Where where do you get, did, did those come, you know, j- did just come spontaneously to you? You knew that fit in the chapter? Because some of them are quite remarkable. Yeah, they come through me. I think it's a, it's a collaboration. I have to say it's a collaboration uh, between me and Spirit, and, um, and uh, I, I've I've come totally out of the closet about this, as I told you before we went on the air. <laughs> I just be, I'm just me, I'm just being who I am. I'm just, I, I, I hid who I was for the first half of my life, and it didn't get me anywhere good. And uh, so now I am just being who I am and being honest about what I do and letting the chips fall where they may. So I feel that I have a co- co-writer. We're writing it together. It couldn't have gotten written without me, and it couldn't have gotten written without spirit. No, you know, it's interesting, some of the channel works, I think, uh, of Abraham Hicks and, and you, I, they're really so powerful. When you read it, it resonates with you. You know that it's right, and yet it's something that you've never heard before. You know, and every now and then, Abraham will say, this is brand new, nobody's heard this before. And then it comes out, and you think, oh, yeah. That's amazing. And some of the things you did in this book were as well uh, quite quite amazing insights that probably couldn't come from a human who hasn't been through something rather amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I couldn't write like this, not in a million years. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it, and also I think that what you go, when you hear that idea, you have never heard it while you were in the illusion, but I'm sure you've heard it when you were not in the illusion. When I was not in illusion. Yeah, and then you, and then when you hear it again, you recognize it and you say, ah, yes, ah. Ah, yeah, that's ah, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, that feels right. Or, you know, it seems like I knew that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get that every now. It feels like I knew that before. Yeah. You know, how did I forget that? Yeah. Tell us about um, some of the the issues that you discuss in this book, because it seems to me that you pretty well hit the main issues that humans are dealing with. Yeah. Well, um, I think our, uh, then, you know, people worry about having a gift that they have to give to others, and I think that all you need to ask yourself as if you are giving, uh, sharing your loving heart with others because really that is the only gift you really have to give to others is to share the love in your heart. And uh, that's the only real gift you have to give to others. If you give something material to another person and you, your love doesn't go along with it, it really doesn't make much of an impact anyway. Uh, and uh, it's about obstacles to happiness. and The obstacles to our happiness, we think it is the way the picture is, but they really... The obstacle to happiness is that we are not appreciating the picture that we do have. We're not appreciating what we already have. We're always thinking about what we don't have instead of what we do have. And that's where the obstacle to happiness comes. We're always focused on the past or the future instead of the moment, and that's where obstacles come from. And then the idea of seeking approval. You know, we only have to have approval for ourselves. Uh, recognizing the guidance run in front of us. This is a big idea in the book. 
in that everyone is an emotional mirror of us, and whatever emotion we are putting out into the universe, we are attracting back to ourselves. And uh, so everyone that is in front of us that is impacting us emotionally is a gift, not a curse. Um, they are there to help us see ourselves and to evolve from that information. And uh, the reason for handicaps, my son was handicapped, and so that was an important chapter to me to realize that uh, handicaps are a gift we choose for ourselves uh, to, to learn uh, the meaning of, of, of whatever it is that handicap can teach us, whether it's humility, whether it's compassion, uh, whatever it is. Uh, my son said to me one time, uh, he's into these ideas too, and he said that he thinks he must have been very arrogant in the past life because he's learned so much about humility this lifetime. And when wow. He, he said that, my heart just melted, and I get teary when I even think about it because I know he's had enormous growth, and um, so his handicap was a great gift to him in his evolution. And I think that's true for everyone, and we can't, um, we should never pity people who have taken on these handicaps because their soul believes that they are the greatest gift they could have had. And so why would you pity somebody for taking something that enabled them to grow so beautifully? No, and that's, and that's well said. Yeah, you wouldn't. You, you, you talk to Jesus and you talk to people, you talk of people who were in his life in some way. So you consider this a religious book, or what, what do you consider this book? No, it, it, it's a message. It has a message that appeals to people of any faith or no faith because, uh, who are seeking a, an understanding of their own spirituality. And my, frankly, I'm not a religious person, but I believe that God is in every religion if the people practicing it have love in their hearts. I mean, uh, that's, that's the bottom yeah. line. That's the bottom that's line. The- if, if That's the absolute bottom line. Yeah, if you're a religious person and your church gives, fills you full of love, then you are absolutely in the right place. And if it doesn't, you better look around. Yeah, if it doesn't, then you have to ask yourself, why are you still there if it doesn't? Yep. And that thought takes us right up to the next commercial break. I can't believe we're already there. <laughs> this is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest Betsy Thompson saying, hey, stay tuned because we're going to be back for one more segment. Your favorite World Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are.
the World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. I'm here with my guest, Betsy Thompson. We've been talking about her new book, Walking Through Illusion. We were just discussing the fact that it's not a religious book. It's really a book for everybody. Um, we, we were talking at one of the breaks or before the show started about the weather and what's going on in this country and the shift that's taking place on this planet. Let's talk a little bit about the shift that's happening, Betsy. Okay, well, I, I think of it as the, the rebirthing of the Earth. I really believe that's true. It's reflecting the rebirthing of the mass consciousness into a more aware state. And uh, I think to, to illustrate that, you only have to remember 20 years ago when you worked, walked into a Barnes & Noble store and you asked for spiritual books or <laughs> New Age books, and they, they didn't know what you were talking about. Didn't have a clue. They didn't have a clue. And now there's a huge wall, a whole wall that is just de- dedicated in Barnes & Noble to New Age, and then there's a whole other area that's dedicated to self-help and improvement. And so this is like a huge idea that is, uh, that is happening. And, it is, and I believe that everything lives in reflection, and so the Earth is reflecting this rebirthing. And, and I've, I've heard the message that to understand the Earth's rebirthing, we only need to understand how we rebirth. Uh, how we birth a child. Uh, you know, you go through the labor pains, and when they start, they're far away, far, far, from, you know, far apart and, and mild. And as the birth approaches, the pains get closer together and more intense. And I think this is what is happening to our earth. It's going through a process of rebirthing, and therefore the, the labor pains are getting closer together and more intense. And uh, I always urge people to look at this as, a, as the most wonderful gift that could possibly happen to the earth because it must stay in perpetuity uh, to, be, to be here for future generations. It must stay healthy. It must self-cleanse. And so it is going through that same process that we are all going through ourselves. And, uh, it, and it will be, there will be a birthing, and it may be rather traumatic, but after the birth, then relative calm prevails. And, uh, and I think that, that um, I've heard the message that to understand everything in the world, we only have to understand how our own bodies work. And ah, so, yes. And so it's... Um, I think it's a great gift, and it's a great uh, it's a great reflection for us to look at and to realize what is happening, and to not resist what is happening. Because when you resist something, then you go through fear. But if you welcome something, then you then you are then you are happy that it is happening, and you've come from a place of love. So tell me what you see as part of this shift. The weather is the weather a part of this? What else would be? Well, everything that's happening in the weather, the, the, uh, the, the tsunamis that are happening, the eruptions that are happening, the floods that are happening, the earthquakes that are happening, it's all part of this rebirth. It's the earth getting healthy. And it's reflecting the fact that a lot of uh, this, there's this mass shift that is happening where people are getting uh, healthier thoughts. Um, there's also a lot of the opposite going on. But whenever there's a lot of love happening, then ego is trying to kill it. And that's just the way it works. But uh, it, it's, it's, 
you know, you don't have to worry about what is happening in other parts of the world. You only need to worry what, about what is happening in your life because you are creating your emotional experience and um, therefore you are the one who is in control of what is happening around you. And if, uh, if you aren't happy with what the people in front of you, it isn't about changing those people because it's impossible to change people anyway. It's about asking what they reflect in you that you need to look at. And once you look at it and admit that you are behaving the same way in one way or another, then you are in a powerful position of recreating and, and acting a different way. But until you acknowledge that that person is your mirror, uh, you can't change. You can't change what you don't acknowledge as being present. Nope, you can't. And you know what is I, I'm hearing while you're talking is is the emphasis on emotions. And I totally agree with you, but it's such a change from what some of us were taught as we were growing up. You know, emotions aren't good. You, you don't show your emotion. You don't pay attention to your emotion. You just yeah. go barreling through uh, doing the best you can without acknowledging how you feel. Yeah. Well, it isn't when you acknowledge your feelings, what I am talking about is also the acknowledging your feelings and being honest about how you feel, but also being honest about the emotions that other people are bringing up in you. Yes. Because they're the ones who are really helping you to see what needs to be worked on. And and that's the gift we're here to receive uh to to learn that uh whatever we are giving out to others, we are going to get back and and that's just the way it works. That's how it's showing you how the balance of the universe works, and the, the cosmos itself lives in perfect balance. And, if it, and, it, and it's showing us it's also a reflection of our lives that we live in perfect balance too, emotional balance, because emotion is our real reality. Uh, the illusion is just following, it just follows us around wherever we go to reflect whatever growth emotionally we are experiencing at that time. And it's interesting that we're just now being able to see that, that we're see, that we can acknowledge that now. Whereas before it was a concept that, you know, really hadn't been brought to the forefront. I think that's true. I think, I mean, I, I was taught the same thing you were taught when I was young, um, not to express anything except unless it was acceptable feeling. <laughs> We don't want to hear about anything except your acceptable feelings, you know. Exactly. Yeah. If it's not okay, don't tell me about it. Right. <laughs> you know, and all the other stuff that goes with it, like little boys don't cry. Well, of course they cry. Yeah. They need to cry. They need to feel what they feel, um, and acknowledge that, and and learn learn from it, uh, instead of just poking it down and never dealing with it, never growing from it. Uh, it's interesting what we've done as a people. Yeah. Uh, Candace Pert, I think, opened a lot with her book, Molecules of Emotion, when she could demonstrate scientifically how our emotions affect us physically. And then we were able really to talk about emotion. You know, it's, um, I don't remember when her book came out now. It's not been too terribly long. And now with Bruce Lipton talking about emotions and, you know, all of his work, his scientific work on spirituality, you know, it's, it's totally changed the way we can think about who we are. In a wonderful way, because what we're dealing is we're dealing with reality, which is who we, who we really are. The essence, yeah. that's what we're dealing with, which is an exciting place to be. It is exciting, isn't it? Aren't we in the most exciting time that could ever be lived in? Yes, we are. 
Yeah, well, you know, we all think so because we chose this time. Exactly. <laughs> people, exactly. Who chose, people who chose another time, though, for them, that was the most exciting time they could live. So it uh, just keeps evolving, and the next generation will be the most exciting for them. So, Tell us uh, what thought you'd like to leave with our visitors as a final thought. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to give my website, which is www.betsythompson.com, and um, they can go and learn about me from there. And also... I'd like to bring up the idea that um, we always have the guidance we need in front of us because whatever we put into the universe, the universe sends back to us, not because the universe is cruel, but because the universe thinks we want whatever we give to others. Ah, oh, interesting, lovely thought. I apologize for not asking you to tell us how to reach you. You know I intended to do that. Where can we find your book? Well, they go to the www.betsythompson.com, and uh, the books are all there. The first book that comes up is Walking Through Illusion. And if you want to investigate my other books, then you can go to other, the icon for other books, and then Love Parent comes up, and the Mirror Theory comes up. And um, the Love Parent is an e-book, so it can be ordered from Amazon Kindle or Smashwords. And if you don't have a Kindle, you can order it through PayPal from me. And you can also download software so you can get it on your computer, and that software's free. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Next week, our guest is Chaney Weiner, who's going to talk about how to realize your defining moment and have a breakthrough in your life. Betsy, thank you so much for being on the Self-Improvement Show. Well, thank you for having me, Irene. It's been Really, really fast. <laughs> it really was fast. We'll have to have you back. Uh, really, we'll have to have you back. And when that new book's out, let me know, and we'll talk about it, because if it's as good as this one, everybody needs to know about it. Okay, thank you. I certainly will. Thank you. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show, saying come back next week and hear what Chaney Weiner has to say. You don't want to miss out on that. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.